welcome back to Know Yourself to Grow Yourself. I'm your host, Christina Morales. So we've been talking about anxiety over the last couple of weeks. We touched on just coming to terms and acknowledging the fact that you are experiencing anxiety on a regular basis. And then last week, we started to dive into just how to begin to ground yourself and making your day-to-day routines more predictable, which then will lead you to feeling more calm versus living in chaos. Now, I I know I mentioned this last week, this isn't going to fix all anxiety. That's just like you have to make some sort of behavior changes in order to even begin to be able to get to the root of anxiety. You know, you you got to kind of like calm the chaos in some way, but that's obviously not going to completely heal you from anxiety. What I really wanted to dive into this week, and I, I knew that I was going to dive into it last week, is just mindfulness and that self-awareness and really learning how to practice mindfulness on a regular basis. And then I was like, you know what, I want to do more research on this because it is deeper than just mindfulness. The, there's a lot of negative self-beliefs that we have, and that can be a whole nother episode in itself, and maybe that will be the next one. But that all comes from like childhood experiences and like certain needs not being met. And what I want to be really clear about this is you could come from the most loving family, but no parent is perfect. And it doesn't mean you had a shitty parent if certain needs weren't met. And I'm not even talking about like, you know, your basic needs of like food, shelter, proper amount of sleep, things like that. Um, I'm talking about, you know, your feelings were acknowledged and handled appropriately. That could be part of our problems that we're experiencing as adults. And I ended up, I whenever I want to like research things more, I always start with Mel Robbins. You guys know, huge fan of her. And she just has so many experts on her podcast. I hope to get there someday. It's my goal. But she has so many experts on her podcast that touch on so many different topics. And I'm just like scrolling through her podcast list and I came across this one on anxiety. And she had Dr. Russell Kennedy, who wrote the book Anxiety Rx. And I highly recommend going and listening to the whole episode. And Dr. Russell Kennedy also has a podcast. I started diving into some of his and he has an entire podcast on anxiety. So you can really dive deep into it. It's interesting because a lot of what he said was already things that I had done research on. Well, and I had read this book that I know I touched on, How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole LaPera. And a lot of what he said aligned with things that Dr. Nicole LaPera said. And that was really the start of my healing journey after reading that book. But he just kind of offered it in another perspective And I really liked this perspective. I felt like it was really easy to almost in a way visualize. So what he calls anxiety is an alarm in your body. And 
let's be honest like that that is what anxiety is you feel like it it may be a tightening in your chest it may be sick to your stomach um you know it's a whole body experience when you're experiencing anxiety and what he points out is how so often you know yes cognitive therapy and things like that can obviously assist and help with anxiety but that almost is more like coping versus healing it and this was just like the Mel Robbins episode just totally changed my perspective on anxiety and how much you really have to get to the root of that alarm in your body. And in order to do that, you have to sit in it. And so often, who wants to sit in that? No, you're going to try and keep yourself busy. There's a lot of people that turn to substance abuse. You know, they even if they're functioning day to day in their life, but if you're somebody and I've been there, oh my God, I need a drink. You know, I I feel the stress. I just need to drink. And and that's all us running from that alarm in your body. Another thing that I've always done is I just drown myself in work if I, you know, that's because that's keeping your mind busy. And so, you know, it it leads to a lot of addictive things. I mean, there's people that turn to drugs, gambling, shopping. There's so many things that can be addictive and it's typically to run from this alarm that you're feeling in your body. And what Dr. Russell Kennedy says is that alarm is your childhood self like screaming out for your attention because when you were a child, your parent didn't regulate those feelings. They they didn't teach you how to regulate it. And so it was just shoved aside and you continued to love your parent but you stopped loving yourself. So this is kind of his whole idea. I mean, I guess really we could even call it like a framework if you really want to like break this down and look at it like that of how to get to this. And and what he says, and I am a true believer, you can absolutely heal yourself from anxiety. And too often I feel like I hear, and I am fully guilty of this. I used to do it too, People talking about like having anxiety as if that's okay and it's just like a part of who they are and they're just settling. And people even making jokes about it. And I know I would make jokes. You know, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and I would be like, it's my dad, it's my dad. And everybody would laugh and it's like, it's not funny. We need to stop normalizing anxiety and acting like that's normal and okay. It's not normal and it's not okay and you can heal from it. Bringing it back to this uh, negative self-beliefs and again, I'll, I'll go into a whole episode on that. I just really want to dive into some more research on it but I check off like almost every single box from child because I've had so much childhood trauma that all these negative self-beliefs are there and that all leads to anxiety, all, all of those things. So it's all tied to these childhood traumas that we've had or or not even necessarily, we don't even have to call them traumas, but like just a need wasn't being met. Your parents weren't there acknowledging your feelings, helping you learn to regulate and cope with it. That's what's leading to your anxiety now. So before I dive into how to address this alarm in your body, I want to touch on 
the two different types of anxiety. So there's situational anxiety and there's generalized anxiety, which I had generalized anxiety disorder. Now I experience situational anxiety. And what that means, and situational anxiety is very normal, healthy, good to have. And Mel Robbins uses a really good analogy around situational anxiety. You can be driving and I think she says said something about like almost getting into a car accident and your anxiety shoots the roof and you, you react. Your anxiety causes you to react and it saves your life. Well, then once the situation is over, you then can regulate back down and you're fine and everything is good. Well, that situational anxiety saved your life. But then you were able to just regulate once the situation was over. So we're all going to experience situational anxiety. It it can also, the way that I look at it, that I think it can be a good thing, is like we all have deadlines we have to meet in life that could maybe cause us a little bit of anxiety, but it could, you know, drive our work productivity to be better. But again, then that work is over and you're regulated and it's fine. So, you know, a little bit of anxiety is a healthy thing. It's what keeps us motivated, keeps us moving forward in life, I believe. But the generalized anxiety is something that I hope every single person listening to this episode identifies if they have it or not. And I'm going to be honest that I, I bet most people do. If you never addressed it, if you never sat there and said, do I have generalized anxiety? Then there's a really large chance you do because it's such a common thing that certain needs weren't met in your childhood. Again, it doesn't mean that you have to have extreme trauma. It's not that at all. And you have to also remember like that's all relative. Your life is your life. And, you know, we all have some sort of thing that has happened to us as a child. So, If you haven't sat and asked yourself that, then you very well may be just living a life with this generalized anxiety happening, but you don't even realize that that's what it is because that's your baseline. Or you are well aware that that is exactly what you have, but you've just kind of come to terms and just have settled and you're just like, well, yeah, I have anxiety. That's that's just me. Let's go back. Let's circle back around to this alarm in your body. And this idea of it's like your childhood self who, who needs attention from you. So what Dr. Russell Kennedy says is that when you feel that alarm in your body, the key is to get to the root of it. Like where in your body is it occurring, that alarm? I've heard people say like chest tightening. I know I've shared I get like the stomach issues happening. Um, I also, when anxiety like first comes on, I feel like it goes through like my stomach and kind of my chest. Like I feel like a weight. Uh, That's how I describe it. I guess that's similar to the chest tightening. It's just whatever your own perspective is. But pinpointing where in your body that alarm is at and placing your hand over it and just sitting in it. Once you start doing that and you start taking some deep breaths in, my husband really helped me with is this box breathing So you take a breath in, you're counting to four, you're holding for four, and you're slowly releasing for four. And you're doing that over and over again. And the Mel Robbins episode, Dr. Kennedy says something very similar, but his was, I believe it was like breathing through the nose, like three quick breaths in, 
and then like letting it out, clenching your teeth and letting out through your teeth. But the idea of it is that you're basically re-putting your focus on something else than that alarm and that deep breathing that you're doing is helping to regulate your nervous system. And then that alarm starts in your body, starts to regulate. That was how I started to really be able to heal my anxiety was when I felt it, I didn't run from it. And I think that is the key there. I think too often we feel this anxiety in our body and and it very well may be a subconscious thing. You don't even know that you're running from it. I know that that used to be me with my work. I was addicted to work and achieving. I constantly was chasing the next achievement. And so I didn't look at that as running from this alarm in my body because it was benefiting me. So I wasn't looking at it like a negative thing. But in essence, it really was because I I was obsessive over it. And I still, to this day, am very driven by achievement and goals. And I think that's really what it is, what it, it comes down to for me now is that I'm very goal oriented. And I find meeting my goals as a very reinforcing thing for me. But I'm no longer doing it for external validation. I'm doing it because it's something that I value. And so when I set goals, I'm engaging in like positive behaviors to get myself closer to the goals. This brings us back to that act matrix, which I know I need to do a whole episode on that as well. But I engage in those behaviors that move me closer to the things I value. Whereas I used to be so addicted to work that it was based off of, it wasn't that it was aligning with values. I don't even think I had the ability to have value-based thinking or engaging in behaviors that are moving me closer to my values. Like I, I couldn't even wrap my mind around that because that, that alarm in my body, my anxiety was so bad and I was achieving to distract myself from that alarm in my body. And then I was also reaching for these achievements and hopes that I would get that positive attention from others. I would get that praise. And then when I didn't get the responses that I was hoping for from others, I allowed it to take that joy away from myself because really I wasn't ever doing it for myself. I mean, what a freaking mind-blowing thing when you look at it from that perspective and how different the two things are. I'm still achieving at the same level, but they're completely different functions. Like the, the function of what I'm going for is completely different, but from an outsider, they may see it as like, there's really no change in in what I'm doing. Well, it's a huge change. And because I've shifted that change, I no longer suffer from the anxiety that I suffered from. And I have this complete inner peace outside of that healthy situational anxiety. Hearing this, yes, I've already done all of this. And I, I basically did all these things that Dr. Kennedy speaks on. But hearing it from this perspective, I feel like has made it easier for me to explain it to you guys. And so getting to the root of where that alarm in your body is, is going to be your key to healing your anxiety. It's really important to understand 
how much anxiety and that alarm in your body will impair your cognitive functioning. That is another thing that I have recognized is so different for me. Yes, I was achieving back when I was in the, you know, thick of this generalized anxiety disorder, but I was never calm and clear-minded, I guess, and I was very, very reactive. And any problem that came up, and I know I touched on this last week, I went into this catastrophizing thinking of, oh my God, everything is going to come down around me. I'm going to fail. I can't do this. And, and I, and that like talk about freaking chaos. Oh my gosh. I'm like, so glad I don't live like that anymore. But that impaired my cognitive functioning. That didn't make me as productive as I am today. I am so much more productive today and my achieving is happening at such a more rapid rate than it did then because I'm not having these incidents of panic and I can't do it. No, I am now getting through really big problems in a very short period of time. I just had this past week at work, I started my week off on Monday like Holy shit, there's there's a lot a lot going on right now that I need to problem solve and figure out, but I did. I was able to keep my thinking clear and I was able to pinpoint where these little problems were and like my coaches Polly and Anika say, you got to find those quick wins because that's going to build behavioral momentum and that was what I did within my team was I allowed everybody to access like a quick win and it built this momentum to keep them all going and by Friday things were incredible and we all grew as a team in so many ways and that right there is so rewarding to me I digress and I apologize but I I feel like I always go back to my team I just they they make me so proud but what I'm going to say is me as the CEO the old me I would have made everything worse this week with how I would have responded to all of these problems versus the results that I got this week. And that is such a reinforcing thing for me to stay true to my healing and the practices that I engage in on a daily basis. So I never go back to that person. I never want to be that person again. I really truly look at who I used to be and it was a nightmare I was living that I didn't even know I was living. And you know what? That's a question to ask yourself. Are you really just living a nightmare right now because every day you are suffering from massive amounts of anxiety? Well, do something about it. Only you can do something about it. And you have to learn to love yourself again. And that's what all of this comes down to. You have built habits around these behaviors. You have built habits around this like thinking and this alarm in your body and only you can break that chain and make that change. It's not your, yes, it, could this have come from a childhood, you know, well, like Dr. Kenny says, it is coming from a childhood issue of something not being met, but are you, are you going to sit there and, and blame your parents for it? Like, Okay, cool, That they, they did that, but you can't go back and change it. So why are you blaming? That's a whole nother, I'm, I'm coming up with a lot of 
future podcast episodes right now. Blaming is such a cringy thing to me. You can sit there and blame people, but what is that? What solution is that getting you? So don't sit there and blame your past, blame your parents, whatever it is. It's now in your hands to help yourself. So another thing that Dr. Kennedy touches on is this coping versus healing. And I know I briefly mentioned that before, but to dive deeper into that, he says it's this like top down thinking. And this is something that I used to do often. And I was all about cognitive behavior therapy, which is changing your thoughts. So you're focusing on your thoughts and you're replacing them with positive thoughts. So if you have these self-limiting thoughts, you're catastrophizing, whatever, you're stopping and you're changing your thought. And all that did for me, I, I have nothing against CBT, not knocking it. I feel like every therapeutic modality can help somebody in some way, but I just think that all that does is it helps you cope in the moment. It's not actually going to heal. What started to shift my basically desires CBT being like the best therapeutic approach, I came across ACT from my coaches introduced me to ACT, the acceptance commitment therapy. And that is about those negative thoughts are there. Like don't, don't try and fight them, but just engage in the behaviors that are going to move you closer to the things you value. And those negative thoughts will start to get quieter and quieter and they won't be occurring as often. That's another really good approach, obviously. But if you're experiencing this anxiety, getting to the the root of what's happening in your body is the true healing part. And in order to do that, you have to sit in it. And nobody wants to sit in it because it isn't fun. It's uncomfortable. It can bring up a lot of emotion. I know I touched on this dark night of a soul that I had when I really dove into this healing. And honestly, if you have contact with that dark night of a soul and you feel like you are just so in the darkest place, that means you're healing and doing the work. So don't be afraid to come in contact with that and don't run from it. Lean into those feelings and just sit in them and accept that they're there. Don't fight them. And then once you've sat in them, bringing it back to this Finding the behaviors you need to start engaging in that's going to keep moving you closer to your values. And that alarm will start to quiet more and more. Stop fighting it. Another part of, you know, what I did when I really sat in those feelings, like, and those, that, that feeling in my body, I just want to keep bringing it back to that, is that's the root of it. That is what you have to get to. And I was sitting in it. And, you know, I'm, I'm having all of this stuff coming, pouring in from childhood and, and things like that. There's all kinds of different inner child work. And some people may be like, like, what the fuck is inner child work? Like, what is this? <laughs> but don't think too deep into it. It's just like acknowledging this inner child within you who didn't have certain needs met. And what I did that Dr. Nicola Perra in this book, How to Do the Work, said that a good way to do that is writing letters to yourself. And so that's something that I did. And her whole idea is like writing letters to yourself around all these different negative self-beliefs that you have and 
I did that. And that really allowed me to come to terms with it. It's okay. I'm safe. I'm no longer in that. And I can now protect myself and do the work I need to heal from those things. And what I really want you to remember is your anxiety is keeping you from loving yourself. And you have this, if you're not loving yourself, you're basically living your life with this void within yourself. And it's going to pour into every aspect of your life. You're not going to ever get to a place of being fully confident. So that's going to affect you in your personal life. It's going to affect you in your career. It's going to hold you back from doing things or trying new things that you're Maybe it's doing things that you absolutely love or trying something new because you're so scared and insecure that you can't do that. And it's going to hold you back from progressing in your career for sure because if you don't have the confidence in yourself, then you're not going to reach the potential that you can reach. Just understand how big getting to the root of anxiety is, it, it's going to change the trajectory of your life. And it is such a freeing thing to get on the other side of anxiety. And honestly, I, I like to call it debilitating because that's what generalized anxiety disorder is. It is debilitating and it is having such a huge impact on the peace and happiness that you can be having in your life. And remember, we have one life to live. And if you're a parent, your anxiety is having a direct impact on your child. And I want you to sit in that. And I want you to sit in it and see like, oh my God, look at what I'm doing to my child. I know my anxiety had a direct impact on Vinny. And now I speak so openly with him about that. And he is doing so much work on his own anxiety that definitely ties into autism. But again, we're not going to sit here and say, oh, well, he has autism. That's okay. This is why he has it. No, I want to teach him the skills. I want him to sit in that alarm in his body and I want him to do deep breathing and see where this is coming from and regulating his body. And what's so incredible is Vinny, who has autism, 16 years old has more growth within himself than a lot of adults I know. And he really, he wants to come on the podcast and talk about it. And I can't wait to have him on to share what he does for himself. It will blow your mind at 16 years old with autism, the things that he does for himself. I know I said, I, th- I think I, I digressed again, because I said that top-down thinking that Dr. Kennedy said. So like, don't just focus on thoughts like don't even focus on thoughts just go to this alarm is what he's saying and and basically what he says is regulate your body first and that is going to regulate your mind if you try and regulate your mind you're never going to regulate your body so your mind's never going to get regulated and it's going to be a vicious circle and what he says is that like our mind will lie to us which is That is all these negative thoughts that we have. We know they're not real, but they are real in the moment and we're believing them. Stop avoiding sitting in the feelings and trying to be in your mind and instead focus on sitting in those feelings and regulating your body through that deep breathing. I know I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that I originally 
was planning for this whole episode to be about mindfulness. And then I, you know, dove into doing this research. But I do want to touch on mindfulness because I think that that is so important. It goes across like every facet, every episode we've had. I know I've touched on it. And, you know, how do we get to this place of mindfulness? Mindfulness is going to get you to be aware that this alarm is even going off in your body. And we have to be aware in order to address it. And so what I did to become more mindful, and it was something from the book, How to Do the Work, that was suggested is I just set all these different alarms randomly on my phone. And and I probably touched on this in previous episodes. And the alarm would go off and I would check in with myself and ask myself the question, am I being mindful and aware of my thoughts, my feelings, what I'm doing in that moment, or am I in that autopilot mode? Because I do feel like this alarm in our body is kind of like the baseline and autopilot mode. You feel like this is just normal and okay, and you're just going through life and not really ever being in the present moment. And I think that this ties back to everything that I've been talking about. It ties into this avoidance of this alarm in your body. You don't want to acknowledge that it's there. So you go into this autopilot mode and it protects you from having to feel these feelings of discomfort. Nobody, like I said, wants to feel and sit in these uncomfortable feelings and it leads to these thoughts and it you just want to avoid it all so we just stay in this autopilot but that is not a way to live again it's it you're not respecting and valuing yourself and your life what this whole idea of setting these alarms did was it basically trained my body to stop and be in the moment and acknowledge things and I was able to fade those alarms out. I mean, I guess I probably kept them going for, it was at least a month. It could be longer. I don't know. It started to become a joke. (laughs) Everybody in my life knew what these random alarms were going off. You know, and some people had said, well, maybe make those like more gentle reminders. But for me, a gentle reminder, I probably would have ignored it. Whereas this alarm going off on my phone, a lot of times my phone wasn't even near me. I had to get up and turn it off. And it got me to be in that present moment and and make sure that I'm being mindful and aware of how I'm feeling in that moment. You know, and a lot of times what it did was it allowed me, I was maybe spending time with a friend or my family and it allowed me to come to the present moment with them because that was something that I really struggled with. And I have people in my life that I can tell when they're not in the present moment and their mind is racing and I can tell because I that was me at one point in my life. And I'm not going to sit here and say my mind never races anymore. Of course it does. That's a, like impossible to avoid. But now I'm able to be aware when that's happening more quickly and I bring myself back to the present moment. That is just a huge part of it. And then everything else I talked about is all the things you do once you're mindful and aware that can really help you heal from this state of the alarm in the body and the autopilot that we live in. Um, Maybe it's something addictive that you're doing, whether it's drowning yourself in work, turning to substances, shopping, uh, gambling, all the things I mentioned, those are all things that you're using to run from 
this alarm in your body. I really hope that this perspective helped you guys be able to see and identify the alarm in your body if that is something happening. I mean, I'm sure there's listeners that don't have it and have done this work and healed through it, but maybe this can help you to help somebody else. I feel like this perspective for me really allowed me to be able to best explain it to you guys. And if you are somebody who hasn't healed from anxiety, try taking a step this week in the right direction. You know, if you started to ground yourself through routine and whatnot, I've gotten feedback from some people that they uh, really did that and are already seeing a change in their life of like just knowing what's coming next with having more of a routine and things like that. Take this next step, get mindful and sit in those uncomfortable feelings, pinpoint where that alarm is, place your hand over the alarm, do some deep breathing, regulate your body and see what it does for your mind. Really be mindful and aware. Did that just calm my mind? By regulating my body, you're regulating your nervous system. And that is where you have to start first. You have to get to the root of that and then your mind will follow. And I'll say it again. I know I've said it the last two weeks. If you don't do something to make a change, nothing is going to change for you. And that's a you problem. Only you can take the steps in the right direction to make a change. So go out there and do it. Respect and love yourself. And if you don't respect and love yourself right now, take the step in the right direction to get there. Thank you so much for listening in and sending all of your love and support my way. I love hearing how the show is helping so many people. If you would like to support the growth of the show, please feel free to donate through the link in the show notes. And if you have any ideas, suggestions, or want to be a guest on the show, you can always DM me on Instagram at knowyourselftogrowyourself or write in to me at kytgypodcast at gmail.com. Always remember, you must know yourself to grow yourself.